today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. A lot of business going on at Hamilton City Hall this past week. And uh, and we've talked about uh, a number of different initiatives. Obviously, it's the cannabis situation and some other things that are going on. Well, there's a report that's coming to council in the next couple of days. Uh, and this is about the, the money that goes to... Uh, well, it's wards one through eight, and and this is all to do with uh, what they thought was a, a fairness situation uh, to do with with uh, area rating, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, these wards actually get money every year, and it's called infrastructure spending money, which is the biggest scam I think the city's seen in a long, long time, because the, the councilors in these wards basically spend it on whatever they want, uh, and it's been characterized, and I think quite rightly, as just a slush fund that they can use to try to garner support. Uh, and in in their wards, and it's it's problematic, but it looks like it's going to continue. So, uh, for optics' sake, it looks as if the the report here is going to put some parameters on this. I, I would ask them to go one step further and just eliminate the fund altogether. I want to bring John Best into the conversation. He, of course, is the publisher of the Bay Observer, and uh, always a welcome guest. John, welcome to the show. Good to have you with us again. Well, thanks, Bill. Good to be with you. I tell you, when I was on city council, if they said, "Here's a, a few hundred thousand dollars every year, just go spend it as you wish," and uh, you know, good luck, I, I, I'd, I'd grab that in a heartbeat. So I'm, I'm not blaming the councilors that have got it, but I mean, this is ridiculous. It really is. And and uh, my my first thought when I when I read the report was, uh, sure, there what, what the what they're really doing here is there, there's kind of a two tier uh, funding system. Most of these eight wards get uh, somewhere in the area, it's a little in excess of a million dollars a year, which is supposed to be used to play catch-up on roads, sidewalks, sewers, uh, aging infrastructure uh, problems. And then out of that is $100,000, which can basically, as you mentioned, be spent on anything from sponsoring sports teams to uh, uh, buying uh, equipment, uh, you know, all, all kinds of crazy stuff. And in, in some cases, it was used to prop up uh, consultants, even uh, consulting fees, and uh, uh, all of it uh, attention getting. Oh, don't forget getting. the drone, John. Oh, the drone, of course. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure exactly. Well, at least it's infrastructure, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it was just crazy. So, so you, uh, my my complaint about all this is that fine, we've we've now got controls over the hundred thousand, but I've yet to think of a, an occasion where when a when a counselor put forward how they wanted to spend the million, uh, it, it's basically rubber stamped by council. Of course, it is. So you got a hundred thousand that's now under some level of scrutiny, and you got a million or nine hundred thousand or whatever the remainder is. That that is essentially yes, it has to be approved by council. But uh, certainly in our, it may be different now with some new faces on council. But certainly in the past, I never saw anybody getting called up on the carpet. Uh, why are you spending this money? Uh, however, uh, let's not uh, quibble about what is definitely a positive step. But I'm with you. Uh, I think this two-tier councilor business is, uh, you know, I think most people when when the idea of uh, the special infrastructure fund was was raised uh, in lieu of a small tax decrease. I think most of us thought that it was going to be a temporary bridging measure to get us. Uh, you know, we we really have this ongoing problem with uh, the lack of acceptance of uh, amalgamation, and so this was meant as a way of you know sort of sealing a, a compromise. But it's it's now gone on. You know, and it's perpetuated now and. Uh, I, I never 
thought that that was the original plan. I thought it was a transitional kind of a plan. Well, there's a couple of things. First of all, as we've always talked about this as, as wards one through eight, there's an extra ward here now. Is, does yes. ward 14 get a million bucks now too? Well, uh, certainly under the under the formula, it's not a question of of the name of the ward. It's it's really the issue of is it old city or well, or it's old city. Suburb. It's it's West Mountain. Yeah, it is. So uh, yes, I I think uh, there would have to be an allocation. You can't have one ward in the old city uh, that doesn't get this fund. Uh, and hopefully that'll open the door to a discussion around: Do we really need this thing at all? Because uh, really, it's it's uh, you know if it, it even if the money is being used for roads and sewers, why do we have a different level of uh, approval? Uh, I mean, we have a city staff who allocate uh, where they're going to pave roads, where they're going to re- renew sewers. Uh, uh, why do we have uh, a million dollars of that uh, large sum of money uh, under a kind of a discretionary? Uh, program where where the counselor uh, gets to, uh, uh, you know, sort of designate where it gets spent, it it would seem to me that the counselors have input on the overall capital budget anyway. Uh, I'm sure they're all in there fighting for projects. So it it just, it's to me, it's indefensible. The the whole notion of having two tiers, uh, two levels of counselor uh, is really, uh, there's something wrong with that in my mind. Well, there's the fairness issue clearly, but I mean, the other element of this is, is, uh, why do they not simply, if there's money that's supposed to be spent in the old city, why don't you simply give it over to staff and said, these are for the projects that, that are on the capital budget. I mean, there's a capital budget plan every year. And, well, but but this is this is now counselors saying yeah but this is my money I'm going to spend it on this and and it's 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 evolved now into like you say, I call it a slush fund and I know the counselors don't like that but you know if it walks like a duck and quacks like a duck it's a duck they and it, this started I think when Brian McCaddy decided he was going to build a couple of statues or something like this with the money and you know what did they call it social infrastructure. Uh, which is really, really stretching it. And, and a number of councillors have kind of taken that theme and said, yeah, we're going to build something else. Or, hey, would you like your park fixed? Hey, would you like this done? That's that's not what this is all about. I mean, it's it's actually giving these people, especially as incumbents, a, a huge advantage or anybody that ever wants to run against them because they can list all this money now and they've got all this. It's basically spending money. Yeah, uh, there's certainly a high level of visibility around these projects, and and let's uh, there there are a number of counselors. And I think we need to say this, Bill. There are a number of counselors who are using the fund exactly as it was intended. It goes into sidewalks, it goes into roads, and and you know, uh, there's a, a number of counselors that are that I think are quite conscientious about where this money goes. Uh, but when you start getting into propping up community groups and uh, you know the luckily they they in this new um, uh, set of guidelines they're uh, they are now defining social infrastructure in a better way uh, one of which is uh, no operating costs can be covered uh, for anything that is not already city property so that that's going to stop um, you know your pet consultant from from getting a nice contract uh, Every year for doing some social studies of some sort, um, so so that's good. But um, you know, really, it it just doesn't make sense. We we have a pretty good budget process here, although I argue that you know the kind of detail the same council that um, is looking at this measure there there you know you've got all these new councilors and they they just approved a capital budget that's you know two hundred million dollars roughly and. 
we're going to we're going to be roughly 500 million in debt. Uh, nothing wrong with that. That's part of uh, the normal way a city is run. But um, the detail level that I see in the council packages is is not satisfactory. It's uh, it's all top line stuff. Well, look at let's hang these guys on their own petard because they're the ones that complain to the province, and and I think rightly so about the infrastructure deficit in the city. You know, we're falling behind when it comes to road construction and fixing sidewalks and sewers, and and, and I think that's pretty obvious to everybody. That's where this money should be spent. Not on frivolous projects, not on schoolyards, not on school trips, not on any of this other stuff, but councillors are playing fast and loose with this, and I, I, I just, it's a waste of money. I mean, how can they possibly do this, and then on the other hand, go back to the province and say, hey, come on, you got to help us here. The money's right there. Spend it. In other words, all that money should be allocated to staff, and okay, you spend it on roads, sewers, and sidewalks in those wards. Period. End of sentence. And the, the councillor should have no discretion and no say in that. Agreed. Uh, although, you know, I, I think we have to give credit. I'm not sure where the credit exactly lies, but whoever put this item on an agenda uh, certainly deserves some credit. Uh, the staffer who I, I don't sense that it's originated from any individual counselor. I, I don't recall any notice of motion around this staff study, but somebody's obviously done some work on this uh, at the staff level and, quite frankly, uh, takes some guts to put this on the sheet, and my guess is that it'll pass. Of course it will. Uh, it should anyway, but, but that's, in, you know, because anybody's going to look, well, you know, how are they going to be viewed by, by the staff and by the public, for that matter, if they vote against something like this? I mean, this is, a, you know, an apple pie motherhood thing, but are they going to follow it? Are they going to actually do that? Or are they simply going to say, okay, fine, we did that, now where's my money, and I'll tell you where I'm going to spend it? Yeah, I, I I don't think we're going to, you know, as, as much as I applaud uh, what, what's being done here with this $100,000, I, I think the real, what it does in some ways is it masks the bigger picture, which is the, the million plus dollars that uh, are still going to be uh, allocated uh, essentially as uh, the sitting councillor wishes it to be allocated, because there is no, they, they can say, yes, we it has to be approved by council, but the fact is, uh, on this and any other ward-specific issue, you almost never get pushback uh, against a councillor who is trying to do something in their own ward. Well, no, so, that, and the reason for that is simply, uh, you scratch my back, I'll scratch yours. In other words, you okay my project, and I'll give you a thumbs up on whatever it is you want to spend your money on. Yeah, so, but you know what, We're it, it's a step in the right direction. And hopefully it will lead to a re-examination of the whole infrastructure um, fund uh, because it's 20 years since amalgamation. Some of the same people that are spending these discretionary dollars are the same people that want to drop area rating for transit. Uh, you know, and if we're going to get, you know, if we're going to level the playing field. Uh, one of the things I think we need to do is uh, get rid of this two-tier council business. It, look, there are processes in place here. And and some of this money that's being spent, and, and some of the stuff was listed, I know, in the, the article that was in the spec today, uh, you know, as you mentioned, school trips and, and, and sports. There are, there's a grants process that's in place, and you, you must apply, and there's qualifications, et cetera, and there's only a certain amount of money for this. I get that. Uh, and there are other processes as well. What this opportunity here is, is giving these groups an end run around this. In other words, I'm not going through the grants process. I'm just going to bug my counselor and get the money from them. Exactly, and and it's just uh, it's one of these things that that sort of undermines our processes. 
um, we, we've, we've got, uh, on paper at least, we, we've got some good procedures for getting special grants, uh, aid, you know, aid to the arts and, and so on. But uh, exactly as you describe it, uh, we're going to get, people are going to say, why should I go through the front door when I can go through the back door and not have to go through a, a lengthy uh, amount of paperwork and uh, all, all that's entailed in applying for a grant. Yeah, but if I'm a taxpayer in Stony Creek or Ancaster or Dundas or Benbrook, whatever it is, I've got to follow that process. That's all I've got. But if I'm in one of those other wards, I figured, no, I'm not even going to bother. Why should I do the paperwork? I'll just keep bugging my counselor. But here we are. It's it's December, Bill, and we're talking about something that probably should have been an issue in the last campaign because it really there, there's just a total fairness issue here that uh, just jumps up and smacks you in the face, really. Well, it, 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 it is. It's more than fairness. I think it's uh, it's one of these situations where you want your elected representatives at every level to be cost-conscious and spend the money wisely. And there's a big pot of money here. I mean, you're talking over $8 million every year, every year, John. That's a, that's, a, that's a lot of money. That could get a lot of stuff done, fix a lot of sidewalks or any other of these projects that need to be done that usually get bumped off the capital budget plan by the councillors when they start uh, going back and forth as, as to where their pet projects projects are this you know if you just let staff do what staff are supposed to do and do their their priorities and say this is what we're going to do this year and then allocate this money to it we'd all be in better shape i think we would uh, instead instead of buying properties how many times have you heard that over the last number of years there's a contentious piece of property there's an old school i can buy that well good for you but how come the other people don't have that advantage well it's uh, opm other people's money uh, yeah. is really the principle and uh, yeah, it 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 just uh, it's not um, it's not good governance. Bottom line, it is simply not good governance. Uh, if this plan uh, was implemented for the right reasons, uh, it should have been temporary and, and it should have had a a sunset date uh, attached to it. It now has gone on and on and on, and uh, really, uh, it, you know, if we're going to be um, a unified community. Uh, we've got to get rid of these distinctions between uh, urban and rural. We, we've really got to, um, you know, make it the same for everybody. As, as Dave just says on email here, as you and I are talking, he says, why not put the money into, into paramedics, into EMS services? We talk about code zeros, et cetera. That's something that could benefit everybody. There's $8 million a year. Uh, that could go into services like that. In other words, there's a lot of things that they could be spending this money on that would ease a lot of the the, the frustrations that we're feeling right now. Instead of simply saying, "Well, uh, let me decide. Uh, how is this going to suit me, and what's where, where am I going to get the biggest bang for my political buck on this?" Well, we have some new faces on council, and maybe we'll see some leadership uh, emerge from that. Um, I I hope that this will open up a, a broader discussion about the the whole infrastructure equalization program or whatever you want to call it um, it seems to me that uh, you know we're we're 20 years after uh, 18 years after amalgamation it's really time to move on i think i think so too john best from the bay observer john thanks for this today my pleasure bill the bill kelly show weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 chml